Killing in the Name of is a podcast intended for adult audiences. It contains sensitive subject matter and bad jokes about that sensitive subject matter. So if you're a bit squeamish or find that sort of humour distasteful, we may not be for you. You have been warned. Did I tell you that Punch Out the Jam is back and it's not with Adlon? Well, I'm not going to say that in the thing, but it, it's not with... Uh, the one that I don't like. <laughs> it's it's now the Gregory Brothers. I don't know who they are. Shmoe Yoho? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day they did the Songify the News thing. Um, I'm just peeling all the stickers off the bottom of this laptop and I'm going to be in trouble when I get it back. <laughs> you don't have to come and confess. They're looking for you. They're going to find you. They're going to find you. So you can run tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that. Homeboy, home, home, homeboy. No idea what you're talking um, about. <laughs> they, they uh, okay. Um, I'm going to crank this up a little bit more because we can afford to. Because we've got a little bit of overhead to play with. Why oh, your feet are stomping? Um, I thought you were going to say that my feet really smell then. Your feet are stonking, mate. They are pretty bad. Do you want to smell them? No. 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 Get, the, get your foot out of my nose. A little snifferoony. I don't want a big toe up schnoz. What about baby? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want baby up schnoz either. Impregnate your nose. With my baby toe. Uh, okay, so where do we leave off? Oh, we should probably say, we're back, baby! <laughs> we took a longer hiatus than we anticipated. Well, literally all the Odd Hobbs stuff. Both of them. Both the Odd Hobbs stuff. <laughs> all of it. All two. <laughs> all both of them. <laughs> it's like um, Flight of the Concords, where it's like, uh, I show you off my dance moves. Both of my dance moves. It's like the quiz question you asked me last night. <laughs> Spoilers. How, how many medals did we win? And, and what were they both in? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so everything Odd Hobbs media related has like just succumbed to the fact that, that just did just, uh, Christmas happened. And then... COVID continued to happen, and then COVID got relaxed, and that mean that that mean that meant <laughs> that mean that we got relaxed too. <laughs> <laughs> that mean work come back. It's only a movie. <laughs> it's only a movie. Uh, so, so here we are, literally four months later. When did we record the last episode? The last episode we recorded was July. You need to get close to the mic, my love. I, actually, whoa. Wow! You... Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna just put the mic close to you, actually. Oh, thank you. You're so caring. I'm. That's what people. Gentle say about boy. Me. I mean, I, I, I'm very much aware that we like. I need to like hang out in front of the mic because we only have one. <laughs> it looks so not relaxed. <laughs> Which for it, just, just hanging out for the mic. And everyone at home oh. can hear exactly what you're. Inferring. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. 
Um, okay, yeah. So back to um, back to life, back to reality. So yeah, the last episode we recorded was on the twenty seventh of July last year. July. Yeah. August, September, October, November, January. You've February. missed out a month. <laughs> August, September, October, November, December. <laughs> Jesus's month. Jesus's birthday. Um, and nobody else's. No one at all. No one related to me. Um, January, February. That's seven months. And it's now the first of March. It's so. it's been half a year, like four episodes, and then uh, I think we need a break. <laughs> I'm so, for six months. So tired of doing this podcast. It takes everything out of me doing two hours once a week. Well. Well, here we are, and we're, what what were we talking about last time? The last time we were talking about Fred West. Okay. Hooray! Woo! Everybody's <laughs> favorite serial killer. Woo! <laughs> How many people do you think actually think that Fred and Rose West are their favorite serial killers? Very few, I imagine, because they like. Not gonna lie, they're pretty fucking boring. <laughs> You can't say that about them. That's libel. They're not my favourite serial killers at all. No? Right. Have we talked about your favourite serial killer? Not yet. Ah, cool. Coming in a, in a later episode that we'll probably record in the next 12 months at least. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get this one over and done because at the very least I don't want to stop halfway through <laughs> the story. I mean, I don't even know what part of Fred and Rose West we're on. Yeah, no, I can't remember. So I'm just going from. Uh, I know there were moiders about to happen. Moiders. So I tried to listen back to the last episode, but we were in a coffee shop <laughs> and the internet wasn't very good. And also, I didn't want to be listening to a thing about serial killers really loud because I didn't have my headphones. So I've just kind of guessed where we left off. So if I repeat myself... That feels myself, like the coffee shop's fault more than anything. Yeah, it's not my fault at all, God. Not yet. It made me forget my headphones that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm... Yeah, I'm just going to start at a more interesting bit than we probably left off. So if, I, if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're not repeating yourself... But it is yourself, what it is. <laughs> if you're not repeating yourself, you're fucking welcome. Look how professional we are. Got everything down to fine art. Mm. Also, now I don't have paper notes. I have Yay! a laptop. <laughs> so instead of the rustle, rustle, rustle of the paper, 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 you can hear the click, clack. The tippy of the... taps of the small mouse that is controlling my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've hired a personal assistant. Assistant? Assistant. Assistant. <laughs> and his name is Timothy. <laughs> Timothy Mouse. Here we go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So within weeks of meeting Fred, Rose had quit. Oh, we're starting now, yeah? Yeah, we are. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's start. I need <laughs> to be prepared. Count me in. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% ready. I think I am. So within Like, do we need to do a vocal <laughs> warm-up or anything like that? Like, we have already started recording, but... Whenever you're ready. <laughs> Fucking stop. Um, I don't trust you right now. 
Uh, within weeks of meeting Fred, Rose had quit her job and moved in with him to Nanny Do you Charming. like the fact that I didn't interrupt you that time? And Anna Marie. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so Fred West, within weeks of... Sorry, I, that was a dick move. Within weeks of meeting Fred, I'm so sorry that I have to keep repeating this. <laughs> Not co- to you. <laughs> it's the coffee shop's fault. Within weeks of meeting Fred, Rosa quit her job and moved in with him to Nanny Charmaine and Anna Marie. Okay, so and you have to remind me of some people. So Anna Marie Charmaine is... and Anna Marie are the daughters of Fred and previous, Rhea. Previous yeah. marriage. Cool, okay. So in the last episode... Early on in it, there was some hullabaloo to do with his ex-wife or girlfriend. They had moved from Glasgow. Uh, there's there's a cat trying to get the water that's on the printer. There we go. Um, Yeah, they were living in Glasgow and then they moved back to the southwest. Oh yeah, fuck, this is just like round the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Very local. Yeah. Much Markle, if you will. (laughs) Much what? Much Markle. What's that? It's where they lived for ages. Oh, I thought you were doing like um like the the Doge. Much Markle, very <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I, I don't know what Markle would be. Angela Merkel is who I was thinking of. M- much Meghan Markle. Meghan Mar oh much Megan much Mar much Markle. Very suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm finding it hard to breathe. It's alright, take your time. I'll take all the time I want. Don't you worry about it, love. I ain't fucking rushing you. <laughs> oh, this voice is coming out again. This voice hasn't come out on the podcast ever. <laughs> oh, you get to have a little in- insight into the into the relationship now. Should I um should I do the rest of this episode of Simon? Oh, the the listeners don't know about Simon either. You know what? When if there's a character that comes up that's a Simon appropriate, I'll do the voice. I'll be do fine. the voice. Yeah. Um. So Rose made this decision to move in with uh, with Fred. Yeah. Under the proviso that he would provide enough money for her to give back to her parents to kind of lie to them that she still had her old job. So she used to work in a bakery. Yeah. So she quit her job at the bakery to live with Fred. And he was then paying her to live with him so she could give that money back to her parents and be like, yeah, I'm still getting a salary. Don't you even worry about it. <laughs> She uh, they they got they were very confused because she used to be like she used to pay them, she used to show them money and sell she, flour. She was bringing in the dough. Oh! oh! And that's our podcast, folks. I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you in a year's time. <laughs> I've just stolen your joke and repeated it. I know, but mm-hmm. such is our relationship. I literally the stuff that you say to me in private, I then repeat in public, and people laugh at me. Oh. And you pass it off as your own jokes, you... Ah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that too much? <laughs> no, it was fine. Um, several months later, Rose would introduce Fred to her parents, who immediately did not approve of him. I mean, fair enough. Like, he, is a, it, he has not proven himself to have the best first impression of literally anybody in the world. Uh, Rose's mother, Daisy, correctly concluded that Fred was a pathological liar. Her father, Bill, threatened Fred directly and promised to call social services if he continued to date his daughter. (gasps) 
Uh, despite... I've got nothing to say about that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just intrigued. Despite her parents forbidding the relationship, Rose defied their wishes, which in turn prompted them to visit Gloucestershire Social Services to explain that their 15-year-old daughter was dating a much older man. Fuck, I forgot about the age difference. Yeah, she's like a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's like 40, isn't he? Um, I think he was in his 30s, maybe early 30s. Okay. At this point, I didn't write his age down because I'm not very good at my job. <laughs> um, they had also heard rumours that Rose was prostituting out of his caravan. Uh, as he thing. was pimping out. He was whoring out his caravan. He was whoring. Come out. and fuck my caravan! <laughs> right in the exhaust. <laughs> Caravans don't have an exhaust. They do if they're not towing ones. That's not a caravan. Yeah. That's a. We'll discuss this later. <laughs> Actually, right, listeners, write in. What is a caravan? <laughs> <laughs> this is a sharp, not a hashtag. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, as a response to Rose's parents going to social services, they placed Rose in a home for troubled teenagers in Cheltenham in the August of 1969. Those don't exist very much anymore, do they? I don't think they exist at all. You have juvenile detention facilities, but that's about it. Home for troubled teenagers, otherwise known as a school. Prison. <laughs> oh, we got went two very different routes. <laughs> I feel like our disciplinary structure of our children is going to be uh, is going to be tumultuous at the very least. They're never going to leave the baby cage. <laughs> They're always going to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on her 16th birthday, Rose left the home to go back to live with her parents. Yep. Fred at the time was serving a 30-day prison sentence for theft and unpaid fines. Yep. Upon Fred's release, Rose left her parents' home and went and moved in with Fred again in his flat in Cheltenham. Oh, my God. Come on, Rose, you're better than this. She's a slave to the creepy dick. <laughs> the creepy dick. I can only imagine it looked weird. <laughs> Based on his face. I think the downstairs matches. <laughs> <laughs> does the does the clock tower match the cellar basement? <laughs> um, three months later, the couple left the Cheltenham flat and relocated to the ground floor flat of a two-story house in Midland Road, Gloucester. Midland Road? Midland Road. That's You used to live on Midland Road. I used to live at Midland Muse oh. on Waterloo Road. I'm just giving my old address away. <laughs> hey, you don't live there now. No, yeah, it's all, all well and good. Flat five, if anyone <coughs> wants to see where I used to live. It was a shithole. It wasn't a shithole. It, it was, was cold all the fucking time. Yeah, but that's only because you didn't have the heating on. <laughs> We're not getting into this. But it's that's truth. That's, <coughs> that's truth, is what I just said. We didn't have a working boiler either. We had an eco-boiler shared over about ten flats. So the second that somebody ran a hot tap, it was freezing cold. This is the sort of content that people want to hear. Oh uh, yeah, hit. about the heating in my my old flat that I was paying far too much money for. Yeah. for what it was. It was a nice flat. It was, it was in a nice place. Yeah. It just was a shithole, and the housing association we were with were pretty crap. We well, I'll agree to disagree. What you liked my housing association? No, I liked your flat. Okay. <clears throat> um, I did not. <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about kitty people. Couldn't have had the cats there. Couldn't have had the cats there, no. Can barely have the cats here, but that's a, another story for another day. I'm going to cough. <clears throat> right, let's go. 
<laughs> Just look at me trying to propel the stories forward. Mm. Normally I'm the one that's on the tangent. Sorry, I'll stop my bullshit. I say on a tangent. On October 17th, 1970, Rose gave birth to their first child, who they named Heather Ann. For some reason I thought you were going to say Heather and. <laughs> and what? Her name was Heather and Boone. <laughs> Two months later, Fred was imprisoned for the theft of car tires and a tax disc. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, back in the 60s, I can 100% see people doing that. But nowadays... I just want to know who caught him stealing the tax disc and whether they were, like, chasing him down the road with it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it would be an old Bobby. It was from a police car. It was old Bobby. The police, want. <laughs> police tax disc never expire. Or are you? I haven't got a whistle. <laughs> um, he remained in jail until the 24th of June 1971. As he was serving his sentence, Rose, having just turned 17, was left to look after the three girls with Charmaine and Anna Marie being told to refer to Rose as their mother. Creepy, creepy. Wait, who told them? I assume Rose. That's <laughs> uh, still creepy, yeah. Mm. yeah. Anna Marie and Charmaine were frequently subjected to criticism, beatings, and other forms of punishment while they lived under Rose's care. Rose is believed to have killed Charmaine shortly before Fred's release from prison. Wait, sorry, we just suddenly skipped into a murder? Yep. It's how my writing goes nowadays. <laughs> like, and uh, so we're it's walking like, down the street, and then everyone died. And, <laughs> like, and it was horrible. Fraud, tax discs, murder your child. Are we going to go into this murder a little bit more? Maybe. I, I wrote this like a week ago, so I don't know what's in it anymore. <laughs> it's a surprise to me. Um, it, was, it was a surprise to me when I read it. It was a surprise to you when you heard it. Um... Okay, so she. Okay, so so what? I feel like Jules Holland right now. <laughs> Everything I've written has surprised me. <laughs> the cats are being naughty. Naughty girls. Ah, don't worry about them. We got Moidas to talk about. Moidas. Talk about this murder. <laughs> nice burp. I think it's every episode now I've burped. Have you? <laughs> Pretty sure. I haven't even drank before this episode, so I don't know where this burp is coming from. <laughs> Uh-huh. A downstairs neighbour of Fred and Rose would recall at Rose's trial that her daughter had gone upstairs to play with Charmaine, only to be told by Rose that she had gone to live with her mother and bloody good riddance. Where's bloody good riddance? Uh, deep south. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's all I had, sorry. Um, also, I'm very aware that the cats are fighting, and I don't know if it's playful... <laughs> Or if it's just malicious. Astrid. Stop being mean. <laughs> what are you doing? She's being weirdo. She'd be weirdo. It's funny, because like, all I can hear behind me is the jingle of the bells and clawing on the back of the chair. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I'm going to get murdered in a minute by a feisty one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't, I'm really struggling to get a breath in, and I think it's because I've eaten too much chicken today. <laughs> you only had half a breast. Don't talk about my chest that way. <laughs> oh, it's alright. There we go. Uh, Rose would explain Charmaine's disappearance to others who inquired about her whereabouts by complaining... Complaining? No. By claiming 
that Rena had called and taken her eldest daughter to live with her in Bristol. Hey! That's where we are. <laughs> she informed staff at Charmaine's primary school that her mother had taken her to go and live in London. Um, them's conflicting. <laughs> we hate London. <laughs> um, them's conflicting statements. Some would say that might be a lie. When Fred was finally released from prison on the 24th of June, he told Anna Maria that Charmaine had been taken by Rena to live with her in Scotland. Oh, she's all over the place, isn't she? Like a caravan. When Anna... <laughs> Dickhead. When Anna Marie asked why her mother would have only taken Charmaine and not her, he replied, she wouldn't want you, love. You're the wrong colour. <gasps> I forgot there was a race thing. Then, yeah. She, um, I can't remember what Anna Marie's heritage is. I want to say Indian? But I could be wrong. <laughs> Refer yeah. back to the last episode of the Fred West podcast. Yeah, well, because uh, we're not going to. Like, we're, we're very much a fire and forget podcast. Like, once the episode goes out, we don't even listen to it. We, well, we do. We it's, tried to listen to it in a coffee shop. <laughs> we listen to it once. And then that's it. As long as there ain't any blaring mistakes right then, right there. Just it. That's the episode. Done. Never listen to it again. One of the cats dead just to us. licked my heel, and I'm not sure which one it was. <laughs> I think it was Astrid. I felt cold snoot, and then... <laughs> Charmaine's body was initially hidden in the coal cellar of Midland Road until Fred's release. Mm. He later buried her in the yard close to the... Could you spell that for me? lots of J's. <laughs> um, he later buried her in the yard close to the back door of the flat. He adamantly denied dismembering her, although an autopsy suggested that her body had been severed at the hip, although this may have been caused by building work that Fred had later done at the property in the late 70s. Right. So Several... she, so she gone. She gone. She did. She well did. <laughs> she gone. Um, she... Like, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this was... This is From his, the previous marriage. Yeah, this is his eldest daughter. Right. Several of Charmaine's bones were missing from a skeleton, leading to speculation that the missing parts had been kept as, like, freaky little keepsakes. Ugh. So Rena, who is Charmaine's mother, yep. had kept sporadic contact with her children on each occasion that her and Fred separated. Mm-hmm. Rena had been given Fred and Rose's new address at Midland Road by Fred's sister-in-law. Who, uh, although him and Rose weren't married at that point, yeah, uh, who would later recollect that Rena was depressed and extremely anxious about the whereabouts and welfare of her children in the latter half of August in 1971. Okay, so so the ex-wife was concerned but didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So Rena went to go and confront Fred, likely seeking custody of her daughters, and this was the final time that Rena was ever seen alive. Oh, so this is... Moida so, number two! Okay. I feel like we need a sound bite, some sort of stinger, like a, <laughs> like a hacking chop noise. <laughs> um, she is believed to have been murdered by strangulation, possibly in the backseat of, Fred, Fred, <laughs> of Fred's Ford Popular, and likely while intoxicated. I'm going to quickly look and see what a Ford Popular looks like. Ford. Pop. Ooh! Was it a nice car? Um, 
with a shithole. <laughs> you would like it. Okay. You ready? Murder mobile. It's. Uh, it... Oh, I do like that. It's got like a nose on it. Yeah. So uh, it looks a bit like Brum. <laughs> it's it. It looks like. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Um, I don't know. That's that's quite a nice looking car. And considering 1953 to 1962, that's an old style Mm-mm. for a modern car. Um, okay, cool. Um, I would urge, so for the listeners, I would urge you to Google what a Ford Popular looks like. You're going to be nicely surprised. It's quite lovely. Mm. So when, <laughs> going back to things that aren't so lovely. <laughs> yeah. When Rena's body was discovered, a short length of metal tubing was also found with her remains. Which led to speculation that Rena had also been subjected to a sexual assault prior to her murder by oh, Fred. Oh, <laughs> I was w- wondering what the rod was going to involve, and I don't like it. Rena's body was extensively dismembered, placed into plastic bags, and buried close to a cluster of trees about a mile from Much Markle. Uh, I don't have anything funny to say about that. No, it's pretty. I, mean, I, I was trying to line up a cluster of trees joke, but that's as good as I could get. That was. Grasping, 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 grasping at crawls. <laughs> Grasp, grasping at crawls. Yeah, yeah, a pretty brutal thing to have happened to Rena, especially seeing as she was just trying to like look out for her children. Yeah, like that is very sad. Yeah. In 1972, Fred and Rose married and moved from Midland Road to Cromwell Street, which is the famous house in. The Fred West murders. Okay, why? Are we about to find out? That's where a lot of the murders happened. <laughs> okay. Where's Cromwell Street? Um, I assume in Cheltenham. I didn't look at. I didn't look up the address. Ow! Can't stop breaking things. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Uh, I've got massive. I've got too many elbows. <laughs> got, I am much larger man in real life than anybody, including myself, expects me to be. <laughs> so. I feel like I can cram myself into much smaller spaces than I think than actually I can. You are a contortionist in your spare time. Well, I like to think I am, but it turns out the box is a lot bigger than than I'd expect, <laughs> and it becomes very obvious how I do the trick. Someone's like, <laughs> I get a massive box. I just open the door and step into it, and I'm like, Yeah, look at me! <laughs> look at me! Fitting in the small gap. <laughs> Later that year, Rose gave birth to another daughter named May June. Is that because they... Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That... Oh, that was... That took a second. Could you spell it for me? M-A-E-J-U-N-E. M-A-E-J-U-N-E. Okay, so... So it sounds like they knew exactly what was happening with that fucking name and tried to bury the... Bury the 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 very obvious bullying that was going to happen, or at least make it a one IQ harder to to bully that kid um, by changing the spelling of it. Like May June Julie. Can you stop sniffing my toes, please? Um, no. <laughs> I'm just FYI. It was the cat that was sniffing her toes. I just bullshit lying to you. Um. May, June, Julie, August. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got April as well. Can you stop? 
And if you told her to walk in a fashion, in a in a military fashion, you'd be like, March, April, May, June, July, August. <laughs> Shortly after May's birth, Rose began to work as a prostitute again, operating from an up the, the operating from an upstairs room at their property and advertising her services in a local magazine. It's amazing what you could get away with. Advertising her services in a local magazine. I hope it was just a crude drawing of some tits. <laughs> <laughs> I I imagine, for some reason, I imagine something akin to the cover of Pulp Fiction. What? The movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just like... Like... Uma Thurman. <laughs> yeah, she used Uma Thurman to advertise her services. <laughs> People were very disappointed when Uma Thurman did not turn up. Also, nobody knew who Uma Thurman was because this is back in the 60s. Oh, God, maybe Rose is a time traveller. <laughs> that wouldn't explain anything to do with the murders. The plot holes are solved. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would explain a lot to do with Pulp Fiction and Uma Thurman's life and career. Mm. By 1977, Rose's father had re-entered her life and he had begun to tolerate hers and Fred's marriage. Oh, so this is the one oh. that went to social services and yeah. was like, you get away from my daughter. And he was like, no! <laughs> Why has he got the voice of a young chimney sweep? What, Fred West? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that that's where a lot of the rage came from, um, people made fun of him for his voice. Okay. Because okay. he was like, at job interviews, and they'd be saying, ah, Mr. Mister West, come sit down. Would you Would you like a drink, glass of water? No! Um, <laughs> okay, well, what have you, what have you come here for? Job! And, uh, and tell me about yourself. Madness! <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that was an awful interview technique. <laughs> So he got pissed off that he could, couldn't get a job. Although he did have a job, didn't he? <clears throat> um, he used to be an ice cream man when they were living in Glasgow. But then it got too hot. No, he then he ran over that child. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. It happened in the last episode, Lauren. Well, I'm sorry. That was six months ago, Meg. Ow. Get up. Get, let, let go of me. <laughs> Ow. Um, yeah, that was... Um, Okay, so he was an ice cream man, but what is he? But 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 what is he? What are you doing now? What did, what do we doing now? What are we doing now? What do he doing now? What right now at this point in time? No, what do he doing <laughs> now in story? Um, I don't know. I I didn't find much about his work life. <laughs> Should we assume a new job for him? Um, I mean, he's well. Actually, we can't assume a new job for him because his interview technique is awful. <laughs> so he's he's on the dole. As far as I'm concerned. Well, he's doing a lot of Robin, isn't he? Yeah, okay. So, so Robin and Sutton. No. <laughs> no, Lawrence. Avid birdwatcher. A fan of that Bristol football team that I make fun of the logo of. Bristol City. They have a Robin as their mascot. They're called the Robins. But the Robin is a, is a, is a, a circular bird that's standing on top of a circular football that's all line drawn and they like to try and use that logo robin to replace the eye in the word robins so to me uh, it looks like robins <laughs> the robins okay. and I find it really funny when the Bristol City Robins bus drives past 
I'm like, hey, Robons. Going for a Robon. <laughs> a Robon? That's not, that's what you call when you steal something. You're going to get a Robon? You got your Robon. I told you about the person that came into work that got the funeral frame for Uncle Ruben, didn't I? That's too much information. This can be cut out. I'm not going to cut any of this. Bastard. I do not edit. Remember, this is a Fire and Forget podcast. Yeah, I actually got the letters for Uncle Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, right. Where were we? He was he was not got a job. He was not got a job. No, Rose's dad came back into oh, her right, life. Right, sorry. Oh, I, okay, so Rose's dad came back to his life was more accepting of their relationship. Upon learning that his daughter was a prostitute, he would also visit to have sex with her. That came out of the... What the... What? By 1983, Rose... No, 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 no. You don't get... Okay, fine, is this, this is related. By 1983, Rose had given birth to eight children, at least three of whom were conceived by clients, <laughs> including... Her father. Oh, no, this is not cool. No, it's not. It's fucking gross. Like, it's... Like, you go from being overly protective to being accepting of the relationship to being accepting of the lifestyle to indulging in the lifestyle. Like, what the hell? I, I'm pretty sure this was not a new thing for Rose and her dad. Had we talked about this in the previous podcast? I don't think we had, but... Like, from what I've read, I can't imagine this was a, a new thing. Like, I'm sure she must... Like, by the way she is, I wouldn't be surprised if she had been assaulted by her dad as a child, you know? I'm nodding. Um, <laughs> I should have said... I did say, I'm nodding. I just, I'm putting two and two together, and I might be coming up with, like, 36, but it's still... It's still gross. Mm. Um, all of the children that Fred and Rose had were subjected to various degrees of assault by their parents. Which, again, not surprising. No. <laughs> Heather, who is their first child together. Okay. Did not complain about the abuse that what she... What happened to April, May, June, July, August? She's still here. April, May, June, Julie, August. She's Sorry. still about. <laughs> okay. Um, Heather did not complain about the abuse that she and her siblings endured. Staff at her secondary school had expressed concerns as to why Heather, a studious and obedient pupil, refused to obey orders to either change her clothing for or shower after sporting activities. So she did not want to take her clothes off in front of other people. Yeah, I mean... As a general rule, I don't want to take my clothes off in front of other people. Yeah. I will if I have to. <laughs> I... I'm a, I'm from a theatre background, so if you pay me, I will take my clothes in front of people. You cheap pussy. <laughs> no, legitimate business now, isn't it? So, um, although the, the right people have to pay me, I'm talking like theatre directors have to pay me. <laughs> Not just like a yeah. guy on the street. Yeah, if a guy on the street says, "Oi, take," wait, I need a new voice. Um, here we, uh, uh, new voice. You're right, mate. Take your take take your dungarees off, and I'd be like, no. But if a theatre producer says, "Hello, darling," I take your dungarees off. <laughs> I'll say, "Wow, how quickly, <laughs> how high." 
Bear in mind, I don't think I've ever seen you wear dungarees in your life. That's because I take them off so quick, because <laughs> there's so many theatre producers in Bristol. Um, on one occasion, she was forced to shower at school, resulting in her peers and teachers noticing that her entire body was covered in welts and bruises in various stages of healing. Mm. Heather blamed her wounds on fights with her siblings, but had confided in one close friend that they had been inflicted by her parents, adding that her mother considered her a little bitch who deserved her beatings. <sighs> she had a hard life. Child endangerment upsets me so much. Yeah, it's difficult to, to make jokes about that. Yeah, this, like, it's all pretty bleak. Although, whenever someone says their, uh, says the word whelp, I think of whelks. So I imagine <laughs> someone... is covered in whelks. Yeah, I imagine someone's covered in barnacles. Oh, no, that's even more uncomfortable. Oh, that makes me want to be sick. I forgot you don't like barnacles. Mm. If you want to make this girl throw up, show her a boat. Don't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> we, have, we have a picture of, uh, of the Titanic <laughs> in the bathroom so that if you ever need to throw up and you can't make it happen, just you, just, you just look at the, uh, that, that white star liner. I can't deal with the underside of boats. As, like, you've seen from when we've been walking around the harbour, like, if they're ever fixing the hull of a boat, it makes me want to be sick. Just because it's so big and so uncomfortable. But also, the stomach of a whale makes me want to gouge my eyes out. But it looks like Thanos's chin! It does look like Thanos's chin, but it's also covered in barnacles and gross sea stuff, and it's huge, and it makes me want to be dead. I like to think of them as living rocks. No, thank that you, you could hold on to like a rock climber. No, thank you. I, oh, you could fall off a thing and then land on barnacles and you'd scratch yourself. It would really fucking hurt it. I was thinking about riding on the underside of a whale as it floats through the ocean by holding on to the barnacles. I feel very uncomfortable right now. I want to pull all my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's carry on with the murders then. Really something when, a, when nature is more disgusting than a murder. <laughs> Nature's fucking lit, bro. Yuck. Ow. I feel like I need to bear up and it won't come out. Look at the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> come on. You can do it. I believe in you. No. Okay. So. No. I'll be mid-sentence and I'll just come out. Yeah. Uh, while living at the Cromwell Street address, Fred and Rose would sexually assault Anna Marie and from the age of 13, they forced her to prostitute herself within the household with her clients being told that she was 16. Rose Even was so, 16? Fucking hell. Legal age of consent in the UK. What? As in, I thought the legal age of consent was 18. No, 16. What's all the... Wait, hold on. You, wait. I'm learning something new. Um, <laughs> legal, age of, legal age of consent in the UK is 16. Hmm. Why, is, why is sex an 18-year-old thing? <laughs> 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 I know that sentence didn't make sense, but like, why do we have eighteen-rated films and porn is like you have to be over the age of eighteen? And like, if you're like the, I don't understand. Uh, Maybe this is something I need to look up myself rather than try and get educated on in the middle of a podcast. According to the NSPCC website, which is the Children's. National Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Clowns. I mean, children. <laughs> it's 
the, the children's charity in the UK. Yeah. It says, in each UK nation, the age of consent, which is the legal age that people can engage in sexual activity, is 16 years old. This is the same regardless of the person's gender identity, sexual identity, and whether the sexual activity is between people of the same or different gender. Okay. Whereas it's different in America, so the... We well, have to be 45. Oh, and Christian. So the age of consent in America is 18, unless you're in a homosexual relationship, and then it's 21. Because... You can buy a gun when you're 18, but you, you can... can't lick a minge. <laughs> You can't, well, yeah. you can buy a gun when you're 18, but you can't lick a bumhole. Unless it's of a partner of the opposite sex. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was a, I thought he was a woman, bruv. Bruv, gov, is what I meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, Astrid behind you is just having a real hard time just trying to sit on the top of that chair. It's like... <laughs> It's almost like it's a log in a river. One is turning over, yeah. running on it like a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, where were we? Um, it <laughs> was... Um, it was... Uh, she'd... Uh, I'm doing my finest whale impression there. Yeah. Get off my stomach, Lawrence. <laughs> I'm not a taxi. Ooh. Um... It's it was uh, the bit where uh, their daughter was forced to prostitute herself. Ah uh, yes, um, Rose was present in the room when all these acts occurred, so she was like voyeuring <laughs> while her daughter was being assaulted. Nice, which Classy. is really gross. Yeah. In October 1972, Fred and Rose hired 17-year-old Caroline Owens to be a nanny to their children. Fred had told her that he was a skilled abortionist who was readily available should she ever need the service. That, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna get up for a second. I'm gonna refix your desk because it's about to fall off. Thanks to that darn cat. Oh, they knocked my hand over. Yeah, just now. Your sculpture of a hand. Yes, yeah, not my human hand. <laughs> I'm going to shut the door, because they're being too naughty. Can we also turn the light on, because we are doing this in the dark. <laughs> yeah, like cool people. I don't like it. Like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Not into the mic, Meg. <laughs> oh, this is... What a comeback, guys. This is... Ah! This uh, podcast has... Is... Not had a single thing go wrong with it. I am sorry for how truly disgusting I am. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. Shut your gross face. <laughs> <laughs> You're not disgusting. Just hideous. <laughs> oh, I don't mean that. I do not mean that. I was trying to be a funny man. I was trying to be a funny do man. You need to stop. I'm the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where were we? Uh, Fred told the 17-year-old girl that he was a skilled abortionist who was readily available should she ever need the service. What a thing to drop at a, like... Job interview. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't... Like, when it comes to... Like, if somebody told me... There's certain jobs, okay, that if somebody told me they did that job and that I could partake of their services if I ever needed it, I think that was a really nice thing. 
but there's a few of them, it's which like, if you tell me that, that's a fucking red flag. I've it's like a roofer. If they were like, oh, if you, if a tile ever comes off your roof and you need it, I'll come and fix it for you. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you, kind roof man. Yeah. Mortician. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a skilled mortician. Do you ever need me to cut you open and find out what... Ki- oh, that's not a mortician, is it? That's a, a different man. Mortician uh, does the... Does the dead body stuff after... Do they do the preserving of dead bodies? They formaldehyde them so they don't rot in between death and the funeral? Write in, listeners, what is a mortician and what is a caravan? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Morticians like caravans. How? Where does the Venn diagram of morticians and caravans collide? (laughs) What is the middle bit? Uh, she also noted that he would constantly... Uh, ooh, have I skipped a bit? No. She also noted that he would constantly talk about sex and boasted that his clients would be so overjoyed by him performing their abortions that they would offer him sexual services as a reward. I call bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I know that you've just said that it's bullshit, but if someone were to say to me, hey, someone in some of my clients are so impressed with my work, they fuck me. Um... I maybe, well, maybe it's not a full blown fucking. Maybe it's just a handy under the table. Wristy. I hate the word. <laughs> hate it so much. Wristy and a whiskey. Ugh. Ugh. A whiskey is when you use a whisk to, <laughs> to perform the act. I can't imagine that's very comfortable. Well, it gets you to stiff peaks quite well. <laughs> oh, oh! I was so proud of that joke. I'm so proud of that joke. Listeners, write in. <laughs> what is a good joke? And was that one of them? Also, what was it? <laughs> what was the last thing I asked? Write in. What's a mortician? <laughs> What's a mortician? What's, a, what's caravan? a caravan? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need really hard to breathe. It's because I'm just hilarious. Do you do you find that sometimes these podcasts are a a battle between you trying to be serious and you trying to be very funny? Because it's never a battle between me trying to be serious and being really funny because I'm just naturally hilarious. So, you know, I'd have to try. Read the thing. <laughs> so it's babs. Just so you know, we're on fifty minutes. Oh, holy shit. Uh, Owens herself became the recipient of the West Sexual Advances, and that's when she decided that... I thought you announced that like it was an award. <laughs> this is why we're on 50 Minutes. <laughs> well, this is exactly what the podcast is, it's me tangenting. But like, the way you were like, she was a recipient of the West <laughs> Sexual Advances Award. <clears throat> <coughs> Whoa! <coughs> Making the mic clip there. Joked on my own spit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sweet baby Jesus. I've now got a really sore throat. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to take a break, aren't we? Well, we're in nearly an hour, so we're gonna have to take a break anyway. Okay. Um, Owens herself became the recipient of the West Sexual Advances, and that's when she decided she was going to be- go <laughs> going to be leaving Cromwell Street and returning home. Now, the way you said that, the way she, you said uh, she's decided she's going to be leaving Cornwall Street and returning home, uh, sounded like she'd been there for one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. Thank you very much. I, I arrived at Cromwell Street where, can you imagine like the diary entry? I arrived at Cromwell Street where Mr. West introduced me 
as and said, hello, hello, I am an abortionist and you can partake of my services. Now, get in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to go home. <sighs> the West decided that they were going to kidnap her for their shared gratification. <laughs> I wish I hadn't made a joke at that point, because mm. it makes that bit sound awful. Fred I mean, it's La- awful anyway, but... Fred later admitted that the specific intent was to rape and lightly murder Owens. Did you say rape and lightly murder? Likely. Oh. <laughs> Just a light <laughs> sprinkling of murder. It was like, no, no, officer, it was only a light murder. <laughs> Diet murder. <laughs> murder zero. Um, on December 6th... Murder I- orange. <laughs> murder with vanilla. Caffeine-free murder. <laughs> But a hint of lime. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long, uncomfortable silence. I'm good at those. Yeah. On December 6th, 1972, the couples lured Owens into their car with an apology for their behaviour and offered her a lift home. Lured like they had the apology letter on a string. (laughs) (laughs) If you want your apology letter, you have to... It's going into the car. I'm going to fuck her. Yeah. Have one of those laser points. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. playing a harmonica outside. Yeah, someone playing a harmonica outside, yeah. Such is Bristol. Welcome to Bristol, peeps. Home of murder and harmonicas. <laughs> sometimes in unicycle thrown in there, too. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sometimes in unison, so it really surprised me <laughs> when you said unicycle. Because that's normally the way my ma- my mind would have gone. Like, if you were going to say in unison, I would have thought, she's going to say in unicycle, isn't she? <laughs> Shortly after Owens got in the car Rose began to fondle her And Fred questioned her On whether she had had sex With her boyfriend that evening I have nothing to say about that Like it's Not the best opening move To a conversation Especially like Following your apology With let me touch you up love Like also like Yeah like he's just not Very good at opening I'm really I'm really sorry For my sexual advances Do you want to get your wabs out? Like not even that it was like it's it's there's a stage in between, but it makes it a bit more weird. Like I'm so sorry for my sexual advances. Have you had sex with a boyfriend this evening? <laughs> um, Owens began to protest, and Fred called her a bitch and punched her until she was unconscious. Before Rose bound and gagged her. <laughs> mm. Owens went on to be assaulted several times by the West and ceased resisting their sexual assaults. Following morning, the West calmly asked Owens whether she would consider returning to work as their nanny. That's actually psychopathic behaviour. Like I know, I know that it's. uh, I know that they are very much sociopaths and psychopaths. I don't know what the difference is. Write in, listeners. What is a psychopath and a caravan and a mortician, and what is a good joke? Anyway, um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let you carry on. Sorry, I'm trying to... Yeah, carry on. Yeah. Owens agreed, using this as her avenue for escape. She escaped on a trip to the laundrettes and returned home, confiding in her mother what happened. Owens' mother immediately reported the assaults to the police. The case was tried at Gloucester Magistrates on January 12, 1973, but by this day, Owens has decided that she could not face testifying in court. 
All the charges pertaining to sexual assault were dropped and the West agreed to plead guilty to the reduced charges of indecent assault and ABH. Each were fined £50 and walked free from court. £50 in old money, yeah? Yeah, but still not very much. I'm just going to quickly get the, 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 the... Upon hearing the outcome, Owens attempted suicide. She has had a really hard time. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, fucking hell. Sorry. Uh, I looked up post-decimalization. I mean, pre-decimalization. £50. What, did, what was the year? 1970s? Um, it was 1973. So fifty pounds was the equivalent of uh, eight hundred and twenty-four pounds. Oh fuck me! <clears throat> I thought paying sixty-five pounds for dropping a fag on the floor was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three months after their trial, the West committed their first known murder. So their first, like, premeditated biggin, <laughs> Christopher okay. Biggins. They murdered Christopher Biggins. <laughs> The ghost of Christopher Biggins. But I'm not dead. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so they've, okay, so are they, they're about to do their first proper murder. Mm -hmm. Did you want to take a break? Well, I think that that's a good place to end this episode. Okay. I can't remember how we sign off episodes. Um, I can't remember either. Yeah, no, it's been a while. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll... Plug some stuff that I'm not doing at the moment. Got another <laughs> podcast called uh, Why Can't I Do Music Good that is also on a very long hiatus. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at L Hobbs Music because I do music stuff. Um, where are you at, Meg? Well, I can't plug any of my things anymore because since the last episode of the podcast, I've shut down all my businesses. <laughs> hey! Um, okay. Well, so, yeah, uh, you can follow the podcast on yes. Instagram at is Kit it Kitnopod? Is it Kitno underscore Pod? <laughs> I can't remember our own socials. Oh God, this is a shambles. <laughs> it is. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. It's essentially the first episode over again, except we know what the format is. Uh, yeah, so you can follow the podcast at kitno underscore pod. That's spelled K-I-T-N-O underscore P-O-D. Um, and then you would say... Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'm sorry it's been so long. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week on the next episode of Killing the Name.